Hey, and welcome to the next episode of the Conservative Latino Times. You have me, Jay Pink. You have Chris JL, and Dude. today we have a guest. How's it going? So you know we have to ask you where where'd you come up with that name? Any uh, any First in, middle <laughs> any 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 bringing life story here? Nope, not no. at all. Boring, boring bastard. Easy that way for the radio. All right, get over it, buddy. <laughs> this is only this, this is only about a thirty minute show. Let's not get into the details. That's just gory. I but anyway, already. okay, that's fine. So today's topic is the ever loving Confederate flag. What is it? What, does what it mean to you? I guess. What does it mean to you? Yeah, absolutely. And what place does it have in in the U.S. today? Does, if any. If any at all, absolutely, it's well worth discussing. All right, so Jay Pink, you 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 started off. What what is your feel, unbiased feelings about the flag? Well, man, all right. So my unbiased feelings about the flag is part of me. Part of me honestly just doesn't care. I absolutely don't care because it is not the main flag of this nation. It is not the focus of our country. The focus is the red, white, and blue flag that we have all come to know. I grew up never really learning about the Confederate flag, except that it's the flag that said you were from the South, you had certain points of views, and this is these are the things you fought for whatever they believed and it was a multitude of things of course well i mean i understand what you're saying but we have jt here and jt's more or less a, an expert on that because he's actually a confederate reenactor jt enlighten us on some of the like the history because what we call the confederate flag now is not actually the confederate flag correct absolutely not okay so uh correct me if i'm wrong but it's more commonly known as the, the cross of saint andrews yeah the, the uh, cross of saint andrew um catholic church Christian Bible, whatever, one of Christ's 12 apostles. Um, if you look at the, what we call, so I'm not trying to get into a lot of detail here because I can, um, what we call modernly the Confederate flag, which is a rectangular flag, a blue cross with 13 stars in it, um, and a white background to the blue cross, of course, red background, like I said. Um, that is, and of course, being a rectangular flag, what most of us modernly see would be um, historically incredibly inaccurate as to what the Confederate flag is. Um, that is specifically what that rectangular shape is. Of course, like you said, the cross of St. Andrew. It's a relative model of the, uh, the Scottish flag, which would be blue with the white background, same exact shape. Actually, Christian meaning uh, to it. As it being one of Christ's twelve apostles, um, Christian meaning to the origin of that design, but that design is not actually even uh, per se a Confederate flag. Um, in that instance, it's not even it's barely an identification field flag, um, identification on the field flag, I should say. Um, the rectangular uh, flag that most people associate with that today would actually be considered uh, either the Confederate Navy Jack or the Army of Tennessee. The Confederate Army was divided into several different units. Um, and for some reason, over the years, predominantly, the rectangular uh, cross of St. Andrew flag, the Army of Tennessee flag, has taken on the meaning of a Confederate flag, which, of course, uh, modern racist groups have taken on, which is unfortunate. So what... Uh 
Okay, so it's it, it's called across the St. Andrews. Um, is there any other proper name that's used to describe that flag as as they would have named it back then? The specific name of the flag, if it was the uh, roughly three by three average, I've seen some variants of it because a lot of them were homemade at the time by Southern widows and everybody else who had lost uh, family during the conflict or their wives who hadn't quite lost a family member yet. Um, three by three, five by five, or whatever size they chose to make it would have been known that a square cross, still cross the San Andrew, would have been a Confederate battle flag. Strictly for identification of what side you were on on the battlefield. During the uh, Battle of First Manassas, there was a major issue of the uniforms um, not being coherent with the side and also the flags being so very similar that um, both sides would often accidentally shoot at each other despite being on the same side. Uh, You have... uh, uh, federal troops during uh, the first Manassas, or as we know it, the first Battle of Bull Run by modern textbooks, um, named by the Union winners, of course, um, was uh, there were certain groups like Pennsylvania groups and Massachusetts groups that had gray uniforms. There were certain groups like Virginia units and several of the units at the first Manassas, the first Battle of Bull Run, that had blue uniforms. The And the flags were the same exact color blue corner red and white stripes and this was was what like during this is the first battle of the, of the civil war the first major battle right right war. what i'm saying like how long did that did that did that pervade was it like the it, entire it, the it, first it, year it, or i'm not even sure it was that i can't give you the exact date but i don't think i think it was very quickly they were like oh crap they didn't change the national flag which is what they were flying at the first manassas they weren't they didn't so much change the the national flag but they said hey we need an identification piece to say hey we might be wearing the same color uniform because it was all state militias at the time even up north pennsylvania massachusetts several other um local militias that formed regiments up north came down wearing gray uniforms which was the same thing some of the southerners were wearing they were even wearing colonial uniforms in some situations and many of the many of the groups including um Military groups from around uh, VMI, Virginia, Mil- Virginia Military Institute, excuse me, and several other places wearing blue uniforms because they still had federal uniforms that were issued to them before the South split off. Right. Before both they sides, made both the big sides switch. Are, both sides were wearing both colors, literally. There was no specific color given. They were still, even, like I said, they were still even wearing um, colonial-style uniforms as tricorn hats. Um, and the flags were so close to identical. And after a couple cannons go off, uh, from personal experience on uh, simply reenactors field with strictly black powder, a couple cannon shots you can't see much. A couple a couple volleys of musket fire you really can't see much. So mm-hmm. both flags look the same under a thick plume of smoke. So they had to differentiate the flags. There had from... to be a very specific differentiation. There was actually, oh geez, I saw a picture of how many flags were actually suggested once because they it was almost like a raffle who won. Um, there was uh, two dozen, maybe three dozen different flags that were suggested for styles for identification on the field. Ended up, it ended up being the uh, the cross of San Andrew in a roughly three by three. Ended up uh, thirteen stars, uh, blue cross, red background, uh, being a strictly identification piece on the field. So, so Confederate Confederate battle flag, nothing more. So, so with that said, pretty much there was a uh, a lot of different variations of the flag right up when, and up until a point when it was when it was, when it was 
camp for suggestions. There was the same, the original Confederate national flag was three stripes. It looked very similar to the Puerto Rican flag, I'll be perfectly honest. It was three big red and white stripes and a blue side ground. Yeah, so from what I came up when I when I did a little bit of uh, research on it is that the first national flag for the Confederacy was also called the Stars and Bars that flew uh, starting in March 4th of 1861 Yes, for a few years, right? Yes. And supposedly it was designed by a Persian-American artist. Uh, I don't know, but it would not surprise me. I know there was Jewish-American, Cuban-American all sorts of there were down all sorts of different ethnicities that were down south contributing to this which is not something that's talked about in history books. And, and to this day the flag also looks kind of similar to the austrian flag to a degree um also in many southern state flags the um for confederate first national flag the stars and bars is also reminiscent in those or other variants of it so one one thing uh, i i took some time and i was watching some videos and you get to really see the ignorance of people where there was this uh, one uh, girl from Austria who has her flag right behind her, right over her couch. And she had gotten so many comments of people saying, you know, how dare you have this flag up? You're so racist. This, they that, thought and the it was other. a Confederate flag? They thought it was a Confederate wow, flag. I've not seen that one. Yeah, it's just a small video that goes by here or there. There's plenty of them. It's just hard to find them in the sea of idiocracy that we have going on today, right? You said it. So, okay, so that that's, you know, um, you were, you were, Jay, pink. <laughs> you were um, kind of going off on how, um, what the flag meant to you and what your history, what's your, what's, what's your earliest memory of, of seeing the flag? Or the Confederate flag, or the Confederate battle flag, or the Cross of St. Andrews, or whatever you want to call it. So, the first time I really came across the flag, and this this is more of a comedic sense, the first time I really came across it is when I seen it in a movie. But did you know what it meant? Oh, heck no. Not at all. Not at all. It's really not until um, several, year, like, several years ago, uh, as people started talking about it and arguing and complaining complaining about it that i really learned what what it meant right some people will go ahead and bring up the argument and say that you know the flag needs to be removed because it is a monument that glorifies a supremacy of of uh white people you know overruling all of any other kind of creed that there may be or people that there may be in the united states in the south at that time anyway right so so during the time that the flag was out it was a representation of what the Confederates believed. And it wasn't only slavery because at the same time, there were people up in the North that believed in slavery, that supported slavery. If I may interject with that, um, there was, and which we can get into later if you choose, there was a vast majority of the South that not only could not afford to own a slave, but also supported the abolition of, this, of slavery in general. The Southern cause, the Confederate battle flag, whatever you call it, the Southern cause in general was never originally, short of five states, that is documented, short of five states actually writing it down and stating it, was never actually part or had specifically stated that their reason for going to war had anything to do with the slave trade. All but five states, or slavery in general, 
So that in itself is for um, up for discussion. So, yeah, there, there's plenty of argument to say that the North was the wealthy, the South was the poor. And so it was the North and their decisions that, you know, what? I, now that I think about it, it kind of sounds a lot like Jersey. No it comment. is it is the north states, yeah. it is the north that makes all the decisions for the entire state you Most know but the u.s in general if you looked at them but electoral but, vote map but i'm not going to get into that now that, that's a whole no, nother the coast has a lot going on that's a too, whole so. nother episode gentlemen please <laughs> all right so the 11 confederate states were alabama mississippi florida georgia louisiana texas arkansas and uh north uh north and south carolina and virginia new right. jersey just missed it one but new jersey missed by one there, boat i do believe uh it says 13 stars on the battle flag i do believe uh, I, I could be wrong in this stating it slightly but um kentucky may have been given kentucky or missouri may have been given a star just because they were pro southern and also maryland maryland did contribute uh, Maryland's con- contribution to both sides was about 50-50 at least. The only reason that Maryland was a northern state on a map you see in your history book was because of Lincoln suspending Hapus Corpus and imprisoning uh, politicians who would vote for the secession of Maryland because D.C., of course, being in Maryland borders. Right. So when it comes down to slavery and believing in it, it was something that was just done that they did as as we do um as we all i don't know what do we do now that's that people don't aren't gonna like in the future like what we hire people for cheap labor yeah that's 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 basically the modern so i would say slavery is probably a, a now the glorified version of slavery is just hiring cheap labor from home depot yeah we're throwing them a bone but uh you know, we're not really treating them like equals because they're immigrants. Well, slavery in itself was just something that they did. And it wasn't that, you know, the white people that absolutely started it that said, oh, all the black people are going to be slaves. Because that's really the main part of the argument that a lot of people have uh, across the board is that, oh, well, black people were slaves when not all black people were slaves. Mm-mm. Right. There were other types of slaves. And it was black people that started the slavery with black people. Absolutely. To go more into that point, um, I think, like you said, the main argument that people like to bring up is that uh, it it was only about the transatlantic black slave trade, which it absolutely wasn't. Slavery has existed for thousands upon thousands of years, and it's still continuing into the modern day. What a lot of people don't know is one of the most racist countries back then, as it continues now, is the Middle East, Saudi Arabia. And how many slaves that they own, but nobody's talking about that. It's all about the whole identity politics that we get into right now, that people want to use a symbol such as the Confederate flag or the cross of St. Andrew as a divisive uh, object just to cause more division. And as you, exactly as you said, Chris, there, the Mediterranean area, even since biblical times, has been um, a harbor, a central area for slavery slave trade any form of it since almost history began it's that's that's where the slavery issue almost basically started almost as far as recorded history goes back um selling of slaves if you're going into african-american slaves black slaves whatever you want to call them that started with 
black tribes in Africa going and capturing another black tribe and selling them off to either the Middle Easterns or to Europeans, the, the Spa Spanish, the British, whatever ethnic, whatever European country you want, it was all the slave market. The, the more powerful tribes would come in and take the less powerful tribes and sell them off. And it happened that way up until at least, you know, it happened that way up until the 1800s. And of course, of course, you said it's still crisp. We still have those issues coming on today. All right. So there was some history that we don't see in the history books when we're learning this in school or being taught this by someone somewhere, such as those homeschooled folks. I'm sorry if you're hearing this, and I am sorry that you have to suffer through that. Anyways, <laughs> so there is a history about Christopher Columbus, that he wasn't just the man who discovered America, even though there's history saying that he didn't discover America, it was someone else, and he just got all the credit for it. But anyways... Anyways, he had slaves. He had plenty of slaves that weren't black. He Indian, had he yeah. promoted prostitution with young children. That I didn't know. I didn't know that either, <laughs> I'll be honest. So, it, it, obviously, these things were a lot easier to do back then, and because it was just a thing that they did. Does it make it right? No, no. The argument that a lot of people have today is, hey, you know what, let's get rid of the flag, let's burn the flag, let's, let's, we don't need it anymore, we don't need to have it up. Just It's the same, same kind of argument that they say with the statues of all the people that fall in the Civil War or that people have chosen to remember, right? And, of course, the names of the bases that some of the military has that are supposedly after some of these people. Well, first off, with the names, it really doesn't matter because I've talked to uh, military personnel and I asked them if they knew what the names of the bases meant and where they came from, and they have no idea. Right. They just Most know it's the name of the base. Right. No one knows. No one cares. So it really doesn't matter. Just keep the name. Change the name. And if I may interject into that, some of these names that are there that people can uh, complain about being um, names after Confederate generals, some of these generals were actual abolitionists. Some of these Confederate generals were pro, you know, freedom of the slave, freedom of slaves, the end of the slave trade in general. Well, that may be so, but even someone such as uh, George Washington, he had slaves. Right. He did say, "Hey, you know, I'm voting to get rid of slavery after I I die." But uh, he voted to get rid of slavery. Because he knew it wasn't really right. Yeah, I didn't know. I, I don't know much about George Washington's history. I didn't even know. I mean, was is that true? Or well, let me let me finish this point here. So, and we'll get to that. But yeah, he he did vote to abolish slavery, like to say, you know, slavery isn't right. We shouldn't have it. People are created equal. Uh, but and he did own slaves at that time. Right. And you as know, most I, most as other the found the found everyone else did, did right as well and. Just as with any society, you know, they deemed it uh, necessary to make it more of a slow transition as opposed to a quick transition mm -hmm. because that uh, for them, they would all have to suffer and deal with a lot of uh, uh, either paying out more money for people to take care of things or more work for them or it would have pretty much did a lot of damage on the economy at that point. So something for them to think about. That aside, people will go ahead and nitpick George Washington for having slaves. Despite all the good that he did, right? Everybody, like you said, everybody's done wonderful things, and there's still things that anybody's done in their entire lives that can be nitpicked, of course. But see, here, but, here's the thing: I, I, and I, I understand what you're saying, but um, in agreement with your point, there's a guy that I that I listen to. His name is Mr. Reagan, 
and he likes to he likes to bring up a lot of uh, um, points where they say that people like George Washington, people like Thomas Jefferson. They were great men, did a lot of great things, achieved a lot of high feats. But what people like to make their their their, their sole identifying characteristic is that they were slave owners. I don't think. Well, let's just say he doesn't think that that should solely define a person. Go ahead. Um, what I was saying with that, of course, is um, a lot of this can be taken actually to the British Parliament back in the day. Um, even back during the time of George Washington, it was becoming a discussion of ending the slave trade. Um, it didn't end up until roughly 1830s, 1840s, somewhere in that line. Um, actually, for just for fun, for a video, a movie you could watch would be Amazing Grace, an amazing movie on um, the abolition of the slave trade in Europe. But a lot of these people, George Washington and everybody in that movie, all would have lived, who everybody portrayed in that movie, all would have lived at the same time. A lot of them were for the end of a slave trade and slavery in general. It just, the problem was at the time they felt uh, politically and economically it would have collapsed. And not saying it's, slavery is wrong in general. But they felt at the time it would have collapsed the economy or been such a blow to the economy that simply ending it like like the snap of a finger would actually literally implode their own economy. No, and you're right. And I have my own. There's, there's, there's a couple different ideas. But people like to say that the Civil War started solely on the basis of slavery. Now, whether that's true or not is, is not for me to say. I have my own theory about the whole thing. I think that both the North and the South, now I could be wrong about this, were pretty much apathetic to the plight of slaves. And basically, I think it it was all about uh, uh, trade between Europe and the United States. Um, like just, just like you said, Britain, France, most of Europe had abolished slavery within the 1820s, 1830s, around then. They began to industrialize at a massive, massive rate. So they started pumping out, uh, you know, more goods than ever before. Now the United States wasn't at that at that time, you know, uh, engaging in a lot of mass industrial industrialization like Europe was. Now Europe probably looked at America as saying, "Listen, uh, in order for you to be a viable trade partner with us, you're going to have to start industrializing." To get your product good out, you guys are still have uh, uh, slavery. What's going on here? Get rid of that. Industrialize. Um, so, with uh, with that being said, um, I'm not saying you're wrong. Uh, Pre Civil War, um, though I'm relatively familiar with it, um, I'm, I'm a little more familiar with the during part 